Hey, 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 everybody. Insert musical interlude. Yes. Uh, welcome to the Geek Chat. Hey. I am your host, Desmond, and with me, as always, is my... Don't call me your faithful companion. But you are my faithful companion. Uh, woof, woof, woof. Well, I wouldn't say that. You know, I, Meow. I, I would say crypto doesn't hold a candle to you. How about that? Oh, uh, you're sweet. Well, I think you'd be more like streaky, though. But, I, yeah. Uh, maybe the monkey. Excuse anyway, me. hey, so thank you, everybody, and welcome to this... At least this, I'm not prody. This week... <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of the Geek Chat. Go Google Prody if you again, don't know who it is. Again, I'm your host, Desmond, and with me, as always, is Rich. And uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're here every Monday on MixLR from 6 to 7 um, every Monday. And uh, <laughs> we would have had our opening uh, music, but unfortunately, we had to switch computers last minute. We're still working out uh, computer um, internet issues. Yeah. But um, but here we are week, live. Well, here we are live. But we were able to manage that. But next week we will definitely have, have a full show. Full show. Everything's going. Having said that, there will not be a point five episode this week, unfortunately. Well, but, there might be, but much later. Uh, but much later. Maybe but, it doesn't be a surprise. I'm hoping. But um, but yeah, we're here every every Monday, uh, six o'clock on MixLR. If you can't make it for the live show, you can definitely check us out on uh on Tuesdays after two p.m. The show goes live to SoundCloud as well as uh, the iTunes and Stitcher. Brand new Stitcher. Yep. Uh, still working on trying to get it on YouTube, but we definitely will do that at some point. You can definitely guarantee it. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to our sponsors. I uh, want to say thank you to Club Card. Um, they're the ones who do all of our printing, um, all of our media printing. So if you see any of our flyers or posters or anything like that, thank you, Club Card, for that. Uh, they are located at 553 Pacific Avenue in San Francisco. And you can reach them online at clubcardprinting.com. Also want to give a shout out to our resident artist. Uh, he is our show artist, Gene Gelmet. Um, he's the one that does all those beautiful pictures of Rich trying to kill me, you know. Such flattery, <laughs> and you can reach I'm him. I'm gonna keep at, trying. Uh, I, I, it's, we are the wily e. coyote of the comic book <laughs> community, um, and you can reach uh, Gene at rltpress.com. Um, I heard he got all of his stuff, and he is getting ready. Uh, he he did move to um, Portland, and they finally got all their stuff. So he will be doing the uh, the, the next header. Just wait till you see the it. The next header, and he's also going to be doing some stuff for the line is drawn over at uh, Comic Book Resources. Yes, so you need check to check that it out. out. Also want to thank you to our uh, mistress of the mix board, Terry Miller. Uh, she's the one that does our intros, our cutaways, and all the good stuff. Unfortunately, we can't support her today because we don't have them <laughs> on, the, on the computer, but she'll be back in full swing uh, next week. And last but certainly not least, we want to thank our comic book store, who is um, our, our oldest sponsor, uh, Whatever. Located at 548 Castro Street between 18th and 19th in sunny... I forgot where we live. San Francisco. Sunny San Francisco. <laughs> and you can check out whatever online at whateverstoreonline.com. Or uh, go to Facebook under whatever store. Yep. Like us on Facebook. And check out what's coming. Um, become a saver. They have they offer a fantastic saver program or, su or subscription service, depending on how old you are. <laughs> um, and... Also, I uh, wanted to give a give a quick shout out to all those people that are um, tuning in, um, who are coming into MixLR and gonna be part of the live show because we do it live. People can come in and comment in the and comment with us in the chat room. So if you want to do that, please do that. Um, 
Yes, Rich? I just want to say, make sure you go to Facebook, The Geek Chat. That way you can talk about it with all the other kind of like-minded comic geeks. Yeah, we're, up, we're almost up to 100 members, and that is awesome. Ooh. And we're, we're also coming up on our uh, one-year anniversary, wow. if you can believe that. this is We've been doing this for three seasons. This is the second episode of our third season. So Almost a year. I know, it's crazy. Woo. But uh, regardless of that, we let's get... Let's get to the <laughs> comics. No. What? Do you want to do that first? What do you want to do first? Comic first? We'll do comic books first. Uh, let's do comic book yeah, first. Yeah, we, let's do comic book first. Rich, I know this. I know last week was a light week. Um, unfortunately, Marvel is, has a bit of a... Has a bit of a um, They're running a little late. They're running a little late. And DC know? didn't give us much. Yeah. It was, a, it was a, you know what? It was a fifth week. And every fifth it week. It was a fifth it week. It was a yes. fifth week. Okay, so, so they get sort of a pass because yeah, so it's a fifth week. Fifth weeks are generally the weeks that they stretch things out. They put the annuals out. Um, Marvel did a little bit more. And this week, DC is another light week. Marvel's got some good books coming out, but it's another light week this week. Um a book I think we both really, really liked, and it's on number five. It's from IDW, Gem and the Holograms. Who would have thought we'd be sitting here talking about Gem and the Holograms comic book, and it's actually really freaking good. I know that the movie trailer, which I have not seen one mention of that. Have you seen any anything about Gemla? Uh, no, I know that they they finished shooting. It's sometime coming out last this year, year, though, right? But it's supposed to be coming out this year. How weird! There's no tri- like there nothing. We haven't seen a thing about it. No, we haven't. And I, I think it's do well. I think that Jim movie is just kind of gonna be blah, but blah. And I really don't want it to to detract from how great these comics are. Exactly, you know. Um, but I have to agree, Jim the Holograms, fantastic. What issue is this? This is issue five. It is written by Kelly Thompson, art by the amazing Sophie Campbell. Story is both by Thompson and Campbell. Colors by M. Victoria Robado. Letters by Sean Lee. I think this book should be in every person that's ever felt like an outcast's pull list. Um, there is not one body that looks exactly alike. Now, I, I'm a big on art. And I know there's, I'm a little hard on sometimes, you know, there's certain artists that I don't feel are artists and they trace a lot and everyone looks the same. Like Emma will look like Sue, will look like Pixie, will look like everyone, Emma. I have to say in this book, Gem and the Holograms, every body type is in it. This is the Benetton of comic books. Is that still a thing? Am I dating myself by saying Benetton? No, I think I agree. Is that I'm, still around? Carl Knai, I was all I was into it. Cross colors, bring it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. They they do not shy away from the from the various sizes and the love and the love. So, it's got lesbian love in it. It's got Rio has taken quite the interest in Jerica, and he kind of thinks Jem is a little bit of a a little bit of a snob, a little bitch who doesn't really want to be part of the team. So he's seeing. A diva type gem, which is a nice difference from the comic book where or from the cartoon in the original cartoon. He liked both of them and it was a love triangle. But here, Kelly Thompson, she's creating some drama between lots of different characters. Well, we've definitely seen it before with the with the person falling in love with one one por- one portion of the persona because they don't know the other person. Mm-hmm. So I like that they're able to do that here. And I love that. 
that the um both love affairs you know the uh I like that we have the main love affair with like Jim and 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 um, Rio and Rio, but the, but the secondary love affair is just as strong. And I think the um, the uh, what's it called? The it's it's like these two parallel love stories, but it's just interesting to see how they're unfolding. Like I, because you wouldn't think that that a comic like Jim and the Holograms would have that much drama. You know, they wouldn't attack it, social issues either. Exactly. You know, and I'm just like people who say, I know there was something on Facebook a while ago in which people were really bad mouthing this comic because of because of the cover and and there's a kid, a lesbian kiss in it and and people were very on the on the boards on Facebook were kind of angry about it and talking about oh the liberal media and blah blah and that and it's like it's not even about that. You it's know? about real people. Yeah. That, this see and this is what drives me nuts. But it's so funny because it's because it's a comic book. Yeah, but it's. It, People don't, they think that if someone changes uh, to a colored person, you know, like if a man gets turned into a woman or uh, oh, someone got changed into an Asian character in some book, people had a hissy, uh, was it the love interest of, who was it? God, I don't remember. We're blank and it's fine. Uh, the point of what I'm trying to say is there is no agenda. This is real life. And for all the, the haters out there, because I found a couple websites, too, that were all up in arms about um, Iceman being gay and Thor being a woman and how, again, they say the liberal media and this agenda. It's there is pandering. No, and yeah, there is no real. It's it's if you go outside and I'm not talking about small towns in bum fuck wherever where you see the same. If you go out, this book represents real human experience. And I think that's what people don't like because it's not the same. It isn't. It, it, it's making them look outside of their walls. Yeah. And the writing in this is just as strong yeah. as the art. And yeah. the, the whole Kimber love triangle with she. I think the this, fashion is amazing yeah, in this book too. The the everything about this book is great. Yeah, it, it really is a home run. It tackles. Oh, and very, I laughed. Yeah, I mean. It, Sorry it, to interrupt you, but no, 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 no. It it it. it there's a lot of stuff going on and it's working on multiple levels of issues of love, issues of sexuality, issues of, of morality, you know, it's just, there's just a lot of stuff going on in this book that I don't think a lot of people were expecting exactly for, for an eighties cartoon. And it's really weird because I never thought that, I mean, does Hasbro have anything to do with this? Cause, mm -mm. Okay. Cause I was just like, damn, I wouldn't expect, you know, Hasbro to be this progressive, but I know I don't usually laugh out loud at books, and I found myself laughing out loud at some of the sight gags. There's a food fight. I mean, the the thing about this book is they also don't shy away from in the original cartoon. The misfits often really tried to kill them, like straight up inflict harm. And here we still have the rivalry minus the extreme violence. Like in one of the cartoons, the misfits, um, they tried to get a wrecking ball through a building. Now, that would have killed everyone in it, even though it was a cartoon. Here, the, the rivalry is still there. And so is the almost death-defying save of a character. I, I don't want to tell you because I really want you to read this. And if you're waiting for the trade, there's one more issue left. And everything will be collected in one trade, all six issues. Uh, if you're not picking up the individual issues, I highly recommend this trade. 
It's such a good book. It really is. And there's danger. <laughs> so my 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 pick of the week, um, aside from Gem, would have to have been. Um, we're gonna switch gears here. We're gonna go outside of the big two, and I'm gonna say I really liked Valiant's uh, Ninjak number five. Wow! So an IDW made my top, and a Valiant made your top. Yeah, I mean I have been sticking with Valiant um, for quite a while. You know I have, you know I was really big big on them when they when they when they relaunched the imprint, and I've just been like loving most of the books that have that have come out. And Ninjak has been really, really good. It's that super spy ninja assassin book that is just there's just and and you're you're getting these bits and pieces of character backstory. I mean the the main thing is about it's so okay so it's Ninjak number five by Mac uh, Matt Kent and Clay Mann, uh, Butch Geis and Ulysses Erola. And uh, so the it, we, we pick up on the fifth issue and Ninjak has had to infiltrate the shadow organization. And this is organization of, you know, cutthroat assassin type people who want to, you know, sell armaments and destroy the world. And, you know, basically like the specter of this world, if you're into James Bond and he's had to infiltrate them. And some of the things that he's had to do in order to infiltrate this organization has been just amazing it's just a really well thought out drawn and uh paced book we're getting uh like i said character moments about his his uh how he grew up because his parents i guess were we're getting little hints about his parents being assassins or whatnot and then there's this there's this mute you know assassin who who he had to free and then he's fighting against um who has like razor sharp hair and it's just everyone in the in the show is just really really in the show everyone in the, the comic show. book i'm sorry everyone in the comic book is just, these, show. is just these amazing people i i want to see this as a movie rich i want to i want to see this well it is valiant's got like nine movies coming exactly out. and i want this movie it is it is sophisticatedly written and it just i'm very excited it's Okay, what number are they on? It's mature, you know. It, I don't know. It, it, it just reminds me of a of an assa- a James Bond type of an assassin type of character. So they're on book five. They're on book five. And, okay. And no, and the thing about the book is is there's been kind of this nonstop ride, you know, because he said he's had to infiltrate these people and and he he's had a couple of close calls, a lot of intrigue. It's just a really well written book, you know. I, I really want to see what else stuff that Matt Matt Kent has done, you know, and I wanna pick up some other stuff. And Ninjak has never been this good. There there's just a different um Is his level Ninjak. Uh, there's a different level of um sophistication compared to this imprint of Valiant than the old Valiant. I don't know. Old Valiant, I guess it... I old was really, Valiant was told in the 80s. I mean, that was 80s the 80s. 80s and the 90s. Yeah, that was their like way that. of telling the stories. But, but it just seemed like... it Did really No, no. Oh. It, it just really seemed like... <laughs> it just really seemed like the Valiant of the 90s and the 80s was literally just a Marvel clone. You know? Marvel clone. Oh, yeah. Straight up. But this one, they really are carving out their own. Um, 
uh, I don't know. Harbinger has, was was great. Uh, Exo Man of War has been great. I don't know. Just these books are just just really really good. You know what I'm gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm going to give a little valiant number one package to the first six listeners that go to our Facebook page, the group page, the Geek Chat, yes. and put down. I want Valiant. The first six people that go to our Facebook page right now and put this down, you're going to receive a little packet of number ones from Valiant. Oh, can I get in on that too? Or do I have to because I work? Uh, okay, um, I guess I'm not eligible. Paul, if you're listening. Paul's not eligible. What? <laughs> so, so what comes in this packet? So of- we are going to be giving away Ivar Timewalker. Which is Harbinger. sort of, which is sort of like the 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 Ivar Timewalker is sort of like a, a Doctor Who kind of, Eternal Warrior, Bloodshot, and that's it. And a preview of what is happening in Valiant in 2015. So you're gonna get all those number ones if you go to the uh, Facebook group and type in "I want Valiant." Yep. Okay, so uh, let us know. Um, that you want the Valiant, and we will definitely make sure that you get those. And hopefully, um, you'll see them the way that I see them because yes. they are really, really good books. And you know what else? What? Much like Image, almost, I'm saying almost, all their first trades, $9.99. See, that is that is a great introductory price. Yep. Ah, ah. No, the, the reason why I say that is because this Marvel and DC are, are operating on this really old paradigm, and it's like they really need to catch up. Mm-hmm. really need to catch up. Yes, I agree. So that's going to be my gift. Six, first six people get it. And where and where can they pick them up at? Oh, they'll be able to come into the store. 548 Castro Street, located between 18th and 19th in San Francisco. And that's whatever, comic book store. Whatever. <laughs> so please, please, please uh, let us know what you like. So, Rich, what is a book that you've enjoyed? Oh, a well, book that we both well, we, enjoyed. Yeah, we can just talk about this. Yes, yes. We, all right. we both have enjoyed. Uh, did you do the writer and all that for that? I did. All right, cool. I missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. So the next book we're going to be talking about, we're going to jump right back into Secret Wars. Because Secret Wars is the place to be right now. So I mean, we got Battle World, Thor's, number two. Written by Jason Aaron. Yes, Pencilers. And I thought this was interesting. Chris Sprouse and Goran... Suzuka. So it took two. Two more inkers. Carl Story with Dexter Vines. The color artist was Marte Garcia. No, Gracia. And the letters in production. I don't know what other production goes into that, but Joe Sabino. Probably craft services. <laughs> it's a production, I assume. I don't know. Jeez. What'd you think? Um, it's a murder mystery. It is a mystery. It is CSI for Thor's. Yep. Uh, I love how they titled it the um, the, the first title. The Jane Foster Murders. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It's Lightning like, in the background. It's like CSI for Thor's. And what's really funny is they're all uh, they're all Thor's. So it's like it's like if it was. The X Files, but everyone that you ever met was, was like was, go, was was called him older. <laughs> it's so weird because it's like the the main the main person in it is the ultimate Thor, yep. and they call him Ultimate Thor, yep. and it's like you know, and they make fun of him about it. And then the person is like, there's a one who is 
well, he was the um, what's his name? The uh, Thor, oh. the Unworthy, which is the six one six Thor, which yep. is hilarious. Yep. When you think about and it, and it takes it, it. You know, I thought this was really cool. Kuga and I were talking about this. He is the six one six version there, and they're following their own continuity of a world that just ended. Yeah. So for people that think this is all made up, and it's not, he acknowledges the fact he remembers, and or maybe he doesn't. Well, he knows something's going on. I don't know. I love it. I love how the cover has Storm and it's like she shows up in like one panel. But that's a that's hey. hey. Now she was just one of the battle ones when they when when after they realized that that Beta Ray Thor. I was so annoyed by that. You know, they called him Beta Ray Thor instead of Beta Ray Bill. But whatever. You know, they, they all have a Thor name. And they tie in Jason Aaron, the writer, ties in some old continuity to it by one of the dead people being mm-hmm. one of. Thor's alt, at one time alter egos. It, it makes me wonder if now we're going to have, because they were, it was Donald Blake. I know we give spoilers, but it's, come on, it's been since Wednesday. Yes. So, but it, it was, you know, Donald Blake was one of the, one of the victims. I'm yeah. thinking, are we going to see other Donald Blakes die too? Or Sigar Jarlson or whatever his name was. No, he's the, um, he is, isn't he the, the, the Thunderer, the, the one from the first issue that was being a complete asshole to all of them? Oh. Wasn't that Thunderstrike? Because Thunderstrike was the asshole. No, Thunderstrike was Kevin Mad- Masterson. Uh, Sigour, Sig- I forgot the name. It was so long. It was during Simonson's run, and wasn't he one of the bodies that Thor took over or I think became you're Thor? Right. I think you're right. I'm just wondering if we're going to see more of his alter egos. I think we're going to see. I think we're going. I think we're going to see. Well, def- we're definitely going to see more Thors. I think it'd be cool if we see other versions dead. Well, you notice though, we've only seen one version of Loki, and I wonder what he has to do with this. You know. So again, if you, if well, you're, if you're, oh, I don't want to totally ruin it, but he had something to do with the. Uh, Beta Ray Bill's de- or yeah. Beta Ray Thor's death? Yeah. I don't think so. No? Mm-mm. You think he just happened to be there and maybe I, was trying to warn him? I think so. Well, no, because it's think, a mystery. We'll exactly. Find out so I don't think I think I think um, Loki is a red herring. I don't think that Loki. Communism is just a red herring. I love that movie. It <laughs> is a great movie. What movie is that from? Clue. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I guess you can have a Valiant pack now. Yay! <laughs> it's a great movie. I thought you were. I thought maybe like you were called fruit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, but plants. Uh, plants. No. <laughs> one plus one plus two. Anyway, so <laughs> Thor's is fantastic. Um, I know you. I know you. I know you are like kind of hit or miss with with Jason Aaron's stuff. I am, but I'm enjoying this. I know. It's so funny because you don't enjoy Weird Weird World, and I was so stoked when they announced that Weird World with Black uh, Black Knight is coming, and I was thinking, oh my god, they're gonna last for like six issues, but I, I'm gonna read it and with six issues. <laughs> I, I'm gonna read it. I yeah. really, really did like. Um, that number two of Weird World because of the guest star that it brought in. And where was he from? Crystar. I the know. Crystal Warriors. Right? I and know, I, was, I, I saw him and I was like, you were shitting they, me. Okay. I'm telling I know you right now. Listen, I, know we're switching, I know we're switching topics, but but Weird World number if, two for me was amazing. If Sorry. we get a Crystar, the Crystal Warriors book, that better be... It's going to be in Weird World. It, weird World. It better be kick-ass. It's going to be in Weird World. It has to be. I hope. I, I don't know. All I know is fantastic book. Yes. Okay. And what's so next? Was, and so was Thor's. I enjoyed Thor's. So talking about a book that – so so here's the thing with me and Rich. We're friends, and I like different books than he likes, and he likes different books than I like and stuff like that. you know. So he picked a couple books, and he's been trying to get me to read some books. So I, I want you to give me this sell. Which, which book should I be reading out of this stack of books that you brought? Oh, that's a hard one, but I want to talk about this book, so I'll say this book. Okay. 
I have been loving the new Sinestro book. <gasps> loving. Which is weird, though, because I've been loving uh, Green Lantern Lost Army. Yes, and hmm. you want to know what? You missed out on something because <sighs> you're not reading this because Sinestro knew what was going to happen. So I'm going to review actually two books real quick. I'm not going to I'm not going to bore you with it. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I want to hear. I mean, if, if you're All thinking right. that is it, it is a must read. I mean, I want to I want to know why. So I read back to back Sinestro 12 and 13 and amazing books. Just really, really strong. And because of this now, I'm actually going to go read The Green Army. So Sinestro has been finding his people and he's been trying to save his people and his daughter is by his side. And his daughter really doesn't trust him at all. Like, at all. She's been on to him. Uh, she knows that, you know. On to him about what? His plans. Because he's so secretive. What's his plans? Well, you find out. I'm not going to totally ruin it. But he's been collecting. Grr. He's been collecting Karugians. I think <gasps> that, is that how you say that? They're the people? Karugians? Sure. Ah, what the hell? We'll make up the name. Sure. So they, he, I'm sure they did. They, yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're now on Warworld. Do you remember Warworld? Uh-huh. Okay. So he's taken over Warworld and all his people are living Where's, on this. Where's, uh, what is it? Magog or something? Magog. Oh, he defeated him a long time Not Mag ago. Uh, oh, okay. Not Magog. Uh, Mongol. It? Mongol, thank you. The, yeah. the yellow-faced guy. And the Karugians, um, they call Warworld home now. But his daughter still thinks he's up to something. And he is up to something. Yeah, he knows that there's a traitor somewhere in his core. It's, the, it's that girl who has the Book of the Dead or whatever. It's her. It's her. Spoiler alert. I knew it was her. I haven't <laughs> even read the book, y'all, and I knew it was her. Come on now. So in issue 12, <laughs> which was Who's the that? issue ago, last month, um, he basically takes his daughter, Serenic's green ring, pulls it off her hand. And makes her a yellow lantern. Yes. Yeah. So I read. I know. I, says, I read the book before this. What he's talking about. So he says, you know, I'm only trying to do what I would do. I'm saving you. Turns her into a yellow lantern, and that's how twelve issue uh, number twelve ends. Now, who's writing these books and drawing oh, them? Oh yeah, let me tell you all about this because I'm really liking his writing. So, <laughs> Sinestro number thirteen. The writer is Cullen Bunn. Penciler is Brad Walker. Inker is Drew Hennessy. Colorist is Jason Wright, and the letter is Dave Sharp. Um, I'm not going to tell you all the spoilers for 13. Okay. Um, That's fine. But he, she sees exactly what and why he's done everything. He also tells her he saved her life and that he knew all the Green Lanterns were going to disappear off the earth and go to wherever. And he wanted to mm. save his daughter. So he... I wouldn't say betray. He lies to his daughter to save her because she's so distrustworthy of him. Even if he did tell her the truth, she wouldn't have believed him and she wouldn't have went off with the rest of the Green Lanterns. So he had to kind of lie to her for her own good. But that's her choice. Yes. Talk about overprotective parents. So um, something happens with Becca. Do you remember Becca from when we were doing the radio Becky show? Or Becca? Oh my God, Becca. <laughs> Becca. Um, she was one of the new gods. Who Sinestro gave a ring to. Oh, I remember her. I like her. She's still in it. Well, I would hope so. Like they, they planted such a strong seed during the, the God War. And that is still going on. Ooh. So he knows that's who gonna, the traitor that's is. That's going to be, what's her name's uh, mama now? That'd be kind of her, cool. Her, uh, her, step her stepmama. Um, so there's going to be a baby daddy. <laughs> something happens to Warworld. 
<gasps> yes. The, uh, uh, now I'm gonna have to start reading it. it yeah. Okay. It's really good. Like, I know. I think, I think it would fit right along with the Green Lantern New Army. So why don't we read the Green Army and Sinestro? But I'm sorry, I'm not reading Green Lantern. I'm just not. So why aren't you gonna read Green Lantern? Because I don't care. He he's mm. got some. He doesn't have a ring anymore. He has the power off, gauntlet. Yeah. He has all of the. He has all of the green energy. And now he's draped in a and shroud. A no, he's and, like, no, he wears. Uh, a, he wears. I just don't care. He has long hair because he doesn't care, and he has a trench coat. Yes, because all of the big seven for DC <laughs> cannot look anything like they're supposed to right now for some ungodly reason. You can't be the superhero you were, except for Flash who is just getting like a little updated version of the TV suit. Otherwise, they're big seven. They're saying, screw you well, right now. they all now. look different anyway. Uh-huh. They're all wearing... Actually, the only ones that kind of look normal, uh, well, like they're what they're Ooh, supposed to be is Robo like... Robo Batman? Well, no. Uh, Cyborg. in that god off Cyborg. New Slim Down. Did you read Cyborg number one from oh, yeah. last week? Yeah. Did you like it? I did. You did? I've had a lot of mixed reactions from customers. I have. It's one we should have talked about because I was like... It was... <sighs> I don't know. It it felt like there was just a. They spent a lot of time talking about. I know we're going off, but it was. Uh, do you have that issue, Rich? Yeah, I'll go get Super. it. You could. So, uh, I liked it for a number one. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting because it set up this unknown adversary that was introduced in the, uh, the convergence at the end of the convergence books. It um. And introduced like how he how he got his arms cut off, and then he was able to regenerate uh, his body, and so now he has these normal arms. Or although Rich and I believe that he has normal looking arms because it's easier to to make it, him look like that in the movie. In the movie, it's all about the movie. But um, but yeah, so he basically you know from that experience, the whole first issue takes place with him talking to his father, and his father is this sort of absent minded in absent minded towards his son because he is so. Uh, focus on his work yep. and so he basically you know um neglects his son and this is what's happening and this is what this is what uh the writer has the the dynamic the writer has set up though granted i mean it was already set up by jeff johns way back when in justice uh, jail uh, justice league uh number one but this is taken to the extreme now. And T.O. Morrow's in it. He's Silas's cyborg's dad's which really makes partner. Me, which really makes me hopeful that that there's that there's going to be links to Red Tornado, and hopefully uh, Doctor Magnus will be in it. And so we have inf- information about the uh, Metal Men too. Well, like, the Metal Men have already teamed up with Cyborg. Oh, I understand. I know that, but I, you want to see it in here? Yeah, I, that'd see, be kind of fun. I, I really would like for this book because because the aliens that they introduce because it's it's interspaced with the so the, the book is interspaced with with Cyborg getting all these tests by his dad and these alien species that are sort of like you know the Phalanx. They kind of reminded me of the Phalanx a little mm-hmm. bit, and they were taking care of these space marines or something. I don't know if they were a different uh. creature type or whatever, but they're like these weird Borg like aliens and they are um they get a piece of cyborg's tech and they're going to trace it back to earth so that's what kind of leads these these creatures to earth um but i don't know i mean it 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 had moving parts Uh, i don't know if it was a i don't know if it was a fantastic opening to it to a number to a new number one for for a somewhat established character getting his own series you know I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. He is an African-American, you know, uh, comic book character who is headlining his own book. 
So this will be a testament because people were saying, I, I was one of them that says sometimes people do not give uh, minority characters uh, a book with with a good writer and a good artist. So, so let's go into that now. It's David F. Walker is the writer. I'm not familiar with this work. I they knocked it out of the park. Heaven Ivan Reese is the penciler. The 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 pencils are amazing in yes. this book. The pencils are fantastic. So so if this book does not survive, it won't be on the art. I'll tell you that right now. Joe Prado is the inker. Adriano Lucas is the colorist, and Rob Lee is the letterer. So so here's the things that are going for the book, you know, because because if this is the thing we're going to talk about, and I want to talk about it because it's people are bringing it up. African American, you know, hero headlining his own book. What do we have, you know, going for it? It's two ninety nine. It's a great price point. The art is exceptional because it's uh, Ivan Reese. Again, you know, uh, the writer. I really don't know much of his work, but now I'm gonna check it out just to, you know, just to see what other other works that he has done. So I don't know. I, I really hope that this book succeeds. I do. I think it was a strong start. I don't know. I mean, I was enjoyed. I didn't. I didn't once, you know, wish that the book was over. Like, I got through it, and I was like, okay. Will you, know. you read the number two? Yeah, I'm going to read the number two. Uh, definitely. You know, because, again, I think that if the if the art wasn't Ar- Ivan Rias, it might have been different. Oh, yeah. You know? but That was some clean lines. Cyborg looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I like the new suit that he looks. I like the more humanoid look that he has with yeah, the big giant arms and the, you're actually seeing this, seeing this skin. Touch and this skin, whole, darling. Touch, touch this, all skin, of this skin. All of this so, skin. And yes, we. It is because of the movie. Because in the movie, you can't have him looking like he did with the giant everything's walking around. <laughs> going, giant. Kunch, kunch, I mean, no. <laughs> so yeah, we know this is one of those. Like Marvel does, the movieized version, much streamlined and, and he doesn't look doesn't look bad. I'm looking forward to the number two. I mean, I, I want to. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the first six, no matter what. You know, I'm gonna get the first story. Arc that might be all you happens. get. Well, no, well, I really hope. I mean, like, I, I hope that that's not what happens. Please, I hope that's not what happens. <laughs> Books canceled. Ugh. No, I don't think it's gonna be canceled. Oh, you're I think they're at me. least gonna they'll give it a, maybe two arcs. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, a good thing, another thing that's going for it, you know, especially that was better than Batwing is because, you know, he is, Cyborg is one of the seven, you know. Now. He's, he's one of the seven. So he's been he one went of the seven from, for a while. He went from a Teen Titan with much love, and boy, he had such the backstory during the Teen Titans time. And now when DC relaunched, they decided he is going to be one of the big seven. And they, how many years later, 11, 12, however many years later, they're finally giving him his own book, so. Well, if he's paid his dues. I think, I think the only person that has paid more dues than him would be uh, uh, John Stewart, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you think about it. But now he's, it's not called John Stewart Green Lantern, but he is, he's like the, the head guy in, in the um, Lost Lantern, so who knows. Um, all, all in all, though, it's a good book. I'll, I'll definitely read number I'll definitely read number two. So what's another one, Rich? Okay, I got to go back real quick. Give Marvel some more love since we talked about DC. I really enjoyed this week's Battle World, Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies. I can't, I just could, couldn't get into that book. I like it. I like it. The only the only one that I got into was the Marvel Zombies book itself because I like uh, Elijah Bloodstone. Bloodstone. I really yeah. like her character. In this, it is all about... Um, 
Hank Pym's family coming together and Vision and Wonder Man and Jim Hammond and about how they really need Hank Pym's help. Well, the problem is that the Pym they got isn't doesn't have any idea what's going on. He isn't one of the the highly intelligent Hank Pym's. He's more of from like a country settlement kind of thing. And and even Janet's in this. This shit just gave him the crazy Pym. True. One of the crazy Pym's. Ah, I've been fun to read. Where he keeps hitting everyone. He's like, no! <laughs> slap! Slap! slap. <laughs> Boundaries! Slap! <laughs> um, I really like this. It's, what issue are we on? So it's number two. Um, uh, yeah, give me a second. Talk a little bit. I gotta find who wrote what. Here we go. James Robinson is the writer. Steve Pugh is the artist. Jim, holy moly, Jim Charalampidus was the color artist. VCs Clayton Cowles was the letterer. Um, and then Tom Grummet, he's still working. I love his work still. Drew Hennessy and Jesus or Jesus Abertoff were the flashback artists. Um, the last page is, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the last page was really cool because... You kind of learn why the Ultrons want the world to end or end life. And you kind of find out about the Marvel zombies. And yet again, the very back page has one of my favorite characters or a version of making the deal. And uh, I will continue to read this. I am enjoying it so much. I don't think it's going to last because, you know, most of these might be miniseries. Um but it's fun exploring these two worlds that are mashed together in Battle World. I think it's a fun way of of a re- not retelling, telling new stories using these characters. I do like the uh, the cover though. The With Sabretooth taking out a No, no, it's the Ode to Wolverine. Oh yeah. It's Captain America. Yep. I loved it. I like this book. I like this book a lot. I really love the Marvel Zombies book too though. Well, you just like it cuz it's zombies. I, it's fun. You like zombies. And there's a version, a Puritan Punisher in the very beginning, taking out the zombies, and he's kicking all sorts of ass, and then he gets blasted to pieces, and they're chowing on him. I love it. Love it. Love it. That's silly. That's why we read comic books. (laughs) That's true. That is really, really true. I read it for fun. I'm not looking for the meaning of life. I'm enjoying this book a lot. Isn't that a cool ending? So. It's weird. It's a want, weird ending. It's a weird ending, but I love it. What do you want to talk about next? Uh, what other book do you want to talk about? Uh, I know we have a lot of them. Actually, we don't. It was the fifth week. It was the fifth week. Do you want to just dive into that, or do you not want to bother? Well, we can talk about it. Because we also got what you're talking about, Facebooks. Um, We can talk about it. Okay. It's fine. So we'll we'll end our last book. I think you guys got kissed disconnected. Uh, I was talking to Paul about that, and I don't think so because it's showing that we're still live. Who just sent me a text? Yeah, Can you hear us? Too. Uh, I'm saying that we're still live. We're not connected. Uh, go to right there. Go there. Son of a bitch, we got disconnected. Mother. We're down. 
Well, we're still recording it, so. Oh, okay, then let's just go on. So, yeah, we had a little bit of internet trouble. So what's going to happen now is we're going to continue on with this show, and then you guys can listen to it when we're done. Okay? Um, you're just going to have to download it. Um, you guys are just going to have to download it um, or stream it uh, when you hear this. <laughs> so, yeah, so hopefully this definitely will be taken care of uh, next week, and so we will not have any more interruptions. But we are going to talk about... Uh, the Batgirl annual number three. It came out last week and it's uh, the writer for Batgirl number three. Um, the annual is uh, Cameron Stewart and uh, Brendan Fletcher. Um, and the artist was Bengal for the first uh, one through 18 pages. David Lafuante was the uh, was for 19 to 23. Uh, Ming Doyle was pages 24-29 and Ming Zhu Helen Chen was 30-36 to uh, 36. Uh, yeah so the inkers wow the inkers was Bengal inked his own arts from 1-18 to 18. Gabriel uh, Iltab was 19-23 Ivan Plancicia was 24-29 and uh, Ming Zhu Helen Chen uh, inked her own uh, pages from 30 to 36 and Steve Wands did the letters and bang up the cover there's so, a lot of people well it was a pretty big book I mean there was a there's a lot of stuff going on um yeah it it, it was an interesting I mean the, the the cover is you know deadly rendezvous with Grayson and much more so we it's the first time since um Dick Grayson has been has come across Barbara Gordon since he died in Forever Evil. And so since uh, everyone believes that Grayson is dead, he did not want to um, deal with Barbara and, and be confronted with that um, on this mission that uh, Barbara kind of barged in on uh, with uh, with Spiral. So it's basically, it's it's the first time that Barbara meets Helena, although she does not give her her first name. Um, um, so this is very interesting because one of the things that came out of out of this book, and I said this before, is I, I don't like her costume. You know, the, I know it's much more um, urban or much more realistic or whoever you want to say it, but I never really liked her, her being able to tie her boots, have, having to tie boots. Because what if she's running and, you know, she has to stop, you know, kicking someone's ass to tie her shoes. And actually it happened. There was a scene in which she bent down to tie her shoe and 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 Dick, like, ran past her. So, I don't know. It, it, that aspect was kind of funny to me. You know, Dick trying to be different um, and trying to, you know, um, avoid her gaze. Although Helena basically said you could use the spiral tech. But, you know, Dick was like, no, you know, Barbara, you know, knows, can know what I look, uh, knows my mannerisms and stuff like that. Yet later on, like, he does come into contact with her and fakes a German accent or something. And I thought, I thought something that was really silly is, like, when he was leaving after after the, the mission was over, he she looks at his ass and was like, huh? And then, like, is that Dick? No, it can't be Dick, he's dead. And I thought that was really kind of silly. I was like, really? It was her butt? It was his butt that made her think? that it's him i don't know I, I just thought it was very silly could that be a dead guy's butt 
Uh, well, stranger things have happened, you know. I mean, ha- hasn't she been dead a couple times too? I don't know, but but then it really brings back to the issue of 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 this kind of this word thought of of how Barbara Gordon has been sort of de-aged or de-evolved, whereas um, Dick Grayson has 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 kind of evolved a little bit more. I, I don't know. I just I really. <laughs> It has made it seem weird. Uh, one of the people on our Facebook group, Terry, sort of said the same thing about how it was, how it felt weird uh, seeing this kind of youthful Barbara, you know, uh, and this kind of older uh, Dick Grayson. What do you think about that, Rich? I just love how you went Dick was Grayson. Older Dick Grayson. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh... So I told my what I think on the Facebook page because I think this Batgirl could work, but I think a lot of people are having a very hard time with the fact it's Barbara Gordon because she's been through so much and, you know, as Oracle, it was groundbreaking. And a lot of people feel like DC has done such a disservice to this character by de-aging her and making her so young and youth-obsessed. And the funny thing is, so she's doing all the hashtags and everything on her phone. The old Barbara would run the system, not use the system like that. And she has this other she has this other girl that she's working with now that's who is kind of, Oracle. Yeah, who is who is operating like her Oracle. Yeah. I don't know. It just it just doesn't. I think what would have been amazing. I think this would have been great. Is in Batman Eternal they brought Spoiler back. Now and I liked her meeting her in this one. I thought that was kind of funny. If Spy if Spiral if Spoiler had met with say Batgirl and is like I really want to be a superhero, can you help me? And Barbara's like, yeah, here, put this costume on. And it was, all these were about spoiler. I think a lot more people might read it. Or be more accepting to the fact of who this character is. But I think DC, I got to give a lot of credit. DC's trying new things, or at least trying to get new readers. But I think the short-term readers now are not making up for the older readers that are dropping the book. I just really think that it, even with even with Barbara Gordon walking again and and her being Batgirl again, I just really it just when they met in this book, I I just didn't it just didn't seem right. It looked like they were peers, and I'm like I never thought of Batgirl and spoiler being peers. Mm-hmm. Like I've always thought of as as Barbara Gordon. Batgirl being much more experienced than than spoiler, and it mm-hmm. shows a little bit in their in their interaction. But I just wanted Barbara to be much more mature. I don't know. It just it just. So you you have been reading this book from the beginning, right? I have. I have. Okay. They explained. Have they? Did they explain how? So for the first thirty six issues, or however long the first one went by, did it explain how she forgot all that stuff and how she was a great ass kicker and everything she's been through no, she's a, this is just kind of a new a new um it's one chapter of those, in her life so it's a continuity circle <laughs> yeah it, it is a continuity circle. i don't know i just 
some things that DC is doing are really good, and other DCs, I, I don't know, I don't know. You know, no disrespect to the to the to the creative team. But no, because they just, they found something. See, it's this is the thing. This creative team with this, and the creative team on say Spider Gwen, they found something that resonates with people. And I like that they're getting new readers in. But I'm more inclined to buy. But I'm more inclined to buy Spider Gwen than I am to buy Batgirl. Right. Because Spider Gwen was a whole new property. Exactly, and that's I think the point. I think that now there's so many people that read Batgirl and they're like, "This is not Batgirl." Whereas Spider Gwen, they created. Yeah, they took Gwen, but they've created a character around that. But both still have what people want, and I think that is where DC has to go. Okay, we know the formula. Now let's put it to a character that's going to explode. And they need to create some new characters. You can use old names like Ms. Marvel, but create something all new with a brand new character instead of just taking an old character and slapping a new shiny coat on it. Yes. Okay, so we're going to have our soapboxes now, and for the last uh, last couple of minutes of this broadcast, I know that we got cut off, but this, if you're listening, you know, sorry that we got cut off, but, but this, uh, I don't know why I'm telling this, because they're going to listen to it. Yeah, so let's just go. What yeah. you talk about, Facebook? Yeah, what you talk about, Facebook? So, uh, this insert Terry's fun music here. Yeah, insert do, 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 Terry's do, 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 fun okay. music. What you talk about, Facebook? Yeah. What do you want to talk so, about first? Uh, well, we already talked about that. Uh, I don't really want to talk about that. So let's talk about the comic book adaptations and the and the doppelganger syndrome. What is the doppelganger syndrome? Well, doppelganger syndrome is doppelganger was, syndrome was started uh, <laughs> with um, very first uh, Iron Man, right? Correct. When he fought the Iron Monger, in which basically what you have is you have the hero's journey, and then you have their villain be the evil incarnate version of that person and man in yellow jacket. Yeah. But the thing about that argument is I really don't see it. Like, yes, we got that in the Hulk because of the Hulk movie, because we An had abomination we had abomination, but what, what, I mean, and I guess we kind of had it with, uh, the red skull because the red skull had taken the super, super soldier serum. Um, but it's like, I think that's, that's just par for the comic book course, nope. isn't it? I'm now going to come at you with, let's go to DC. Superman, Man of Steel, who's an alien with superpowers, is up against a super genius with no powers. That was in the second movie. The first movie he fought Zod. So that is that was ah. a, that was a doppelganger effect in effect right there. Damn. Yeah. Because uh, Batman has Joker, no powers. Neither one has powers. Yeah. I, I think the Bat Batman is the one that really doesn't suffer from the doppelganger Mm-mm. effect. I mean, but. I think this Except is for just, Catman. Eh. <laughs> oh, well, Catman's Catman's more like Batman than he is a villain of Batman nowadays. True. I mean, I just think this is the internet looking for for stuff and saying like, "Hey, you know, this is something that we just noticed now." And it's like, "Yes, it happens in comic book all the time." It's like, been that. You think where do they think those characters came from? Exactly. It's not like the Marvel movies just made ab- abomination. He's been around for decades. Yes, they're always there. Always is a is a flip side for. For, for the main character. I mean, this is what this is what lets the character see his morality. You know, this is what the this is what the reader says, this is what the person could have become if they were evil. Yep. <gasps> you know, it, it, it lets the writer be able to explore both sides of, of of a character, in my opinion. Because I mean 
one of the perfect ways of seeing that is, is seeing how how it was de- depicted in the flash when we got to see professor zoom uh versus the flash i mean that was that was doppelganger at its finest right there you know we got to see the hero's journey of him becoming you know a superhero while being mentored by his villain only to be destroyed i mean that's what the doppelganger is you know um is that bad I don't think it's good or bad. I think it's just a part of the mythos. You always have those people. You well, always got, have it. You've got people saying that in the Avengers films, it's been the same basic plot line. But you're making a larger story here for a m- bigger audience that has to just want... They want that fun. So, yeah, an alien's going to come to the planet. The planet's almost going to be destroyed. And that's what heroes are for. But you need that. Yeah, that's the hero's journey. There's only, like, what, eight six or eight types of stories that a person can tell and they're all variations of those th- mm-hmm. and those same themes i mean come on you're you're, you're complaining that this is what's happening and Mar- 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 uh comic movies are are the height of fantasy you know they're they, they are the they are the greek mythology of our time right now well you've got he-man and his uncle is skeletor so you've still got a family dynamic that just is another way to tell a story. Exactly, but but I'm just saying the, the the thing about it is like we're 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 looking at these these are like myths now. You know, this is what's really powerful right now. The, the, these stories, of course, they're going to have you know uh, variations of the hero. You know, this is this is what gives you tragic tragic heroes. And uh, you know what? In yes, in the Man of Steel. So what started off DC's now universe uh shared universe i should say of the movie universe was superman zod and now in the second one well we have no clue what's going on in the second one yet i have so. no idea i just think it's going to be a clusterfuck of shit happening <laughs> i think it's going to be giant explosions and like oh my god that's aquaman so you oh think, my god there's one one so wait so hold on wow batman's pissed it's superman so lex luther has hair no he doesn't what? <laughs> I mean, come on. So it's gonna we, be a giant shit show. We need to reference this podcast to see if it holds the same. I know exactly what's gonna be formula. Like. No, the formula for Avengers oh, no, versus no, no. that. No, no, no. We have to look at all. We have to look at is Watchmen, and we we can see Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah. Sorry, like Zack Snyder. No disrespect, but but we we've seen it before. We literally have seen this before. Ouch. Um, moving moving on. Moving. Oh, we can't use music. Never mind. Moving on. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about is because it's it's opening this week, isn't it? Oh, we have six minutes. Yeah, it's opening this week. Is uh, the new Fantastic Four movie? And I know this has all been getting hate, and for every reason, for every reason. But Rich and I will be seeing it. That way, we'll be able He's to buying give, me a ticket. That way, we are able to to give a critique <laughs> of it on Monday for Monday's show. Oh my God, we got to see it this weekend. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have to see it this weekend. All right. We have to we have to talk about it. All right. So here's the deal about the Fantastic Four movie. Regardless of Johnny Storm, regardless of it being Fox, regardless of it being about the ultimate version of the Fantastic Four, do you think and I really wish we were on air because I would love to hear what Frank and all of them had to say. So I cannot wait. And if you're when you're listening to this, please talk about this on on the Facebook. And I think I'm going to post it on a Facebook group too. Do you think that this has a shot of actually being a good movie? Do I? Yep. You're in the room with me. Just you and me. I do. 
because I am we shocked don't to hear you know. say that, my friend. I we, am shocked to hear you say that. So here's the thing. Wow. We could be really surprised. God damn I'm going to tell you something. I talked to my dad um, yesterday, and we were talking, and I told him about Ant Man, and we both talked about uh, the trailer and how the, what the trailers made it seem like. Marvel really wanted to hold their cards close to their vest. They didn't mm-hmm. want the big things out there. So they let critics and internet people rip it apart because of Jennifer and Dine, because of all the stuff they did not want out. Okay. It, it ended up being a good movie. But yeah, if you movie. looked from the trailer, you thought it was going to be like, I heard people for months up to it, panning it, saying how it's going to suck and it's going to be Marvel's worst movie. Now it wasn't their best movie. It didn't do that great. But it did well enough to fit into the Marvel narrative. Yeah, it did. So Fantastic Four has no narrative. This is the first of it, of the new. So it is going to be a little more scrutiny. I think people are really going to look at this film more. I think too many people are going to go into it. Looking for shit to pick on? Looking for shit to pick on. Mm. I'm going to go into it like I go into every movie we go into with the bar so low to the ground (laughs) and Ant will do Limbada. That's how much I'm not looking forward to going to this film. Wow. That said, I will watch the entire film with A, an open mind, and B, the mind of someone that's been reading comic books looking for what is right. I will answer my own question. I think that, yes, it it has the opportunity to be a good movie. I actually enjoyed the ultimate version of the Fantastic Four. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to see a mad scientist, Reed Richards, um, go crazy and have people fight them. Um, I think it would be interesting for them to build this world into something that could be fun. I don't know if that's going to happen. I doubt it. So now that we've said that. I don't think they have the forethought to do that. I think you and I are both on the same page there. Do I think it's going to be a good movie? No. Mm. Do I think it might have the potential to be a good movie? Yes. Because like we'll here, see. here's the thing, like they're going to the negative zone. And the negative zone could be ripe for having like a nihilist. Uh, a nihilist. That'd and, be awesome. And all this other stuff. So so a sequel having them meet a nihilist and having them having them explore the the um negative zone could be fun. So I'm going to try very hard to keep an open mind about this movie um and i mean we'll just have to see so yeah we are going to be seeing it this weekend uh when it opens and we will be uh, we'll let you know all of it i mean i really hope i really really hope that it's going to be good i really really hope it's you know what it, it's Oof. it's funny coming off of ant-man that afterwards you and I were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, let's talk about it. It'll be interesting to see what we say about this. It is. And if it's as positive. All right. And on that note, we're out of here. Bye. Bye. I'm sorry, Dez. What are you sorry about? We're still on, by the way. Oh. I'm sorry, Dez. I'm so sorry the internet went out. I'm sorry. Uh... Damn, AT&T.